0: This is Well Basically, with your host, Mike DeSilva, Leila Gulassie, and Sam Weeks. Well Basically.
1: On today's show, we talked about why you aren't seeing results. So we talked about people with calorie burning mindsets, and then we moved on to people who yo-yo, which basically means people who go up and down with their eating and their training and their exercise. And then we talked about uh, an effective way of measuring progress. So these three factors we thought were good things to discuss in terms of why you aren't achieving results. And we discussed those
2: things, didn't we,
1: Mikey? And then we did our question time. We had questions on our liked and disliked fitness trends. And then we had a question on eating late at night slash uh, before bed in terms of digestion. And then we had a question which was quite relevant to the show, actually, on um, how to set fitness goals. Then we got asked about our biggest gym floor pet peeves. Mikey loves people who dance in between their sets. Loves it. He jumps in with them. They do the tango. We got a question from Genevieve. She asked about portion control. What do you like slash dislike about it? Portions. Eat a whole chicken. (laughs) No. And then we got a question about hard fat versus soft fat. Do you need to eat and train differently to lose these? The answer is in the show later. So you should listen to it all. This is, well, basically um yeah so poppers they're not doing poppers those strength athletes because poppers Are things you sniff um that loosen your butthole um but also they are you also get real high when you sniff them oh, is it so you, it's legal so, so, you so they try to <laughs> It's clearly not for that. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all have an indication of what they're for, but yeah, they get you real, like, it's kind of like they had this big push to get them made illegalized, (laughs) uh, illegal in Australia, but um, the gay community had a big push and said, no, we need these. (laughs) I'm not kidding. This happened. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm not kidding. This is, this is, this is, do we need, yeah. Wow. I don't know, Mikey, are they required? <laughs> not for my life.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, they're actually. Only because re- there's a complete lack of that requirement.
1: But not it's because, basically. Not because
2: I'm <laughs> like a hot dog down a hallway. <laughs>
1: <maybe>. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we I, actually. I think it's. it's Bracing Like sniffing nail polish, remember? Yeah, I thought it was
2: a leather cleaner or something.
1: Yeah, it's real weird. I and you're know. like, you're like, woof, and then you're kind of like, um, you can't.
0: And then do you feel your butthole relax? I
1: personally <laughs> have never noticed that. I haven't gone, oh, that's why. Uh, it's more sort of, it gets you a bit fucked up. So that's, that's why I, there, it's there always go. around. There you go. Um, what else has been going on in your lives? Layla's changed gym. She's no longer at the gym anymore. I don't get to see her every day, which is sad times. But I still get to see her once a week.
2: <laughs> Where have you gone?
0: Um, I have gone to Paddo Performance in Paddington. So, oh, cool. on to the next chapter for me. So, But it's exciting, but I'm I'm sad to leave everybody behind. Yeah. Yep. It's um. It's been a bit scary being somewhere new. I yeah. experienced a massive uh, bout of, like, anxiety on my first day. Right. Which was on Monday. Um, and like also... Suddenly new school. Imposter syndrome I was like waiting for someone to knock on the door And be like um excuse me What the fuck are you doing here I found a really good TED talk though From this Aussie guy about imposter syndrome I have to find what it was called So yes i saw a good human I got
1: TED talk like that except it was like You know how they even says fake it till you make it mm. It was like fake it till you become it So you pretend and you pretend and you pretend And you pretend and then you don't need to pretend anymore Because you're the shit was basically the
2: message. Just keep faking everything. Yeah,
1: keep faking everything.
0: (laughs) Don't fake orgasms. Do you ever, ever like,
1: get that feeling that uh, you, doctors, for example, like, I feel like when you're a kid, you think that adults, well, I don't know why I said doctors, I mean adults, but, like, (laughs) you think adults all have their shit together when Mm -hmm. you're a kid and you, like, look at adults and go, wow, they can do all this stuff and yeah they, they've they got this life so sorted they got a house they got a car they got kids and then you grow up and you go adults are just kids with more shit mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> as an adult i can it's the best definition <laughs> you're like
2: <laughs> and i don't even have a house a kid or a car so.
0: <laughs> as an adult who has a kid i can also confirm that
1: <laughs> yeah like it's but- just it boggles me yeah i'm boggled it's a so weird I don't actually use...
0: It's so mind-blowing, it blew your mind. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Has anyone been out out yet? Oh, God, no.
0: <laughs> Just I to wasn't eat. going out prior
1: to, <laughs> prior to this.
0: <laughs> Just to eat, but not like drinks out? Not, Is yeah, that what you mean? Yeah,
1: I mean out, out, out. Well, you can't really go out. Like, I like to boogie. So, like... the Boggies, boogying's not really conducive to uh, boggle and boogie I'm all about my B words today, bitch (laughs) I like to do that but it's not really conducive to preventing the spread of a virus So you can't really go out and dance in a large group of people Which is a bit shit No, not really can't be cut in shapes mid-pandemic. But it's super interesting. You like go we went to the dolphin eight and then you like sign everyone has to use one pen and put your name down. Mm. And I'm like, if anyone has this virus and is using this pen and this paper, Everyone who signs it's absolutely fucked.
0: Oh, my gosh. I was thinking that the other day. I was like, fuck, imagine if this was the way that we got it, by actually signing in.
2: Yeah, yeah. And oh, the, see, I would obsessively carry around wipes
1: or something. Yeah, I don't do that. You I'm, you're
0: like, actually, I've got my own pen, thank you. I'm doing my <laughs> best. I probably would do that. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I wonder what, like, dating's like now um, that the COVID's kind of calmed down. Are you on the apps, Mikey? No? No. <laughs> Mm. What do I do
2: with my time? Yeah, I'm just wondering. <laughs>
1: um,
2: you ever, you ever, no, why would you? Jesus Christ! You don't know what you're gonna bloody catch. I was paranoid about that before this. I was paranoid about a lot of things before this. Was, <laughs> like I've been bleaching walls. All right. It's what?
1: <laughs> actually, yeah.
2: What walls have you been
1: bleaching? And you have oh, like the hand ha- handrails and the places where people touch. What, like in public? You're doing a public service or is this your house? Just my house. Oh, okay. Have you ever had any of the apps? Yeah. Yeah? (laughs) That's as far as you're going with that conversation.
0: This is something I haven't experienced, so do
1: share. (laughs) Oh, you haven't done the app thing?
2: No. Oh. (laughs) I don't know what your apps are like, but
1: it's very hit and miss, mostly miss. Oh, really? Well, after coming back from travels, I was like all about them. Because I met so many people and I was like, what a great uh, excuse to go out and meet people. Yeah, they're interesting. Some are good. Well, I mean, they're all relatively the same. Some are purely based on appearance. And then the other ones like hinge is more sort of you get like a good insight. Well, not really a good insight. It's just a few <laughs> fucking words, isn't it? <laughs> but like you might like see something and be like, aha, uh-huh, that's funny. And then you can kind of go from there and mm. get a vibe. But um,
0: Have you ever had a really bad date?
1: I am weird <laughs> in a way that it yes, maybe you has got a story. Okay. Yeah. You, Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I kind of treat dates as like an opportunity to meet someone new and uh, hear some new stories that I haven't heard before. And if like other things happen, that is great. But if those don't things don't happen, then it's fine. And I've just like what? met a person and heard some new cool shit. So it's not like a I mean bad. I've never, like, had a date with someone where I'm, like, I fucking cannot stand the words that are coming out of this person's mouth.
0: Okay.
1: Mikey.
2: (laughs) Oh, no, I just didn't realise it was a date because I'm always... um, (laughs) 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 Which was very awkward when I started making out with someone else. What?
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry?
0: Wow, this is so (laughs) ridiculous. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, look, I'm a little bit promiscuous. Clueless. Clueless? Are you
2: promiscuous? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, those rumours of my promiscuity have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, look, I yeah.
1: Was, the, the, was clearly the weird date was never mentioned at any point.
2: Well, no, and apparently. Well, I mean, I guess in hindsight, it <laughs> the assumption could have been made. <laughs> <laughs> And moving on. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> imagine, we, imagine when they ask that person, "How'd your date go?" Oh, not that great. They end up walking <laughs> up with someone else.
1: <laughs> That's huge. I've actually heard of like uh, I've met people who have like mostly girls. I mean, I don't know if guys have never ever told me they've been on bad dates, but. They like, I've heard of people like escaping through the bathroom, like legitimately. That's not like a cliche, that's like, I've heard of that actually happening from people that I know. What? How bad does it have to go for that to happen? Or like, yeah. you just don't go, I'm not feeling well, like, yeah. you're too scared to go, I, d- I just don't know if it's even worth me being here because you suck. you <laughs> <can> wouldn't <laughs> say it like that, but it's like,
0: or just get up and walk out, don't yeah. even say anything. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah, I don't know, I don't know. That is an awkward just situation, crush but I think. I try and make it work the best I can and try and like keep it like not that I'm after anything I'm just after I'm like literally getting to know more about a person but I think mm. that's the interesting part. Yeah. And then whatever yeah, yes. comes later can also be interesting or bad or <laughs> well, good. Bit of both. Bit of both. Okay, let's um move on to the topic at hand. Why you aren't seeing results. And I thought what we, what we could start with is defining results. How would you define results? Michael?
2: Uh, Some sort of change, right? Yeah. Some sort of change.
1: I kind of interpret it as you're doing something to see something happening, and the thing that's happening is the result. And like in terms of fitness, we usually talk about something that you want to happen by Mm. doing something.
0: Yeah, like just a desired outcome.
1: Yes, there we go. That was the word I was hunting for in my brain hole. Okay, so uh, a few things we kind of wanted to cover when we talk about why you aren't seeing results, and I've got a little list here of stuff. Um, And I thought we'd just – I've got three big ones that I see kind of all the time and I'm sure we all have seen before. Number one, I don't have a cool sound for this, but I really should. That's fine. I'm not going to do guns again. I think it was a bit overkill last (laughs) time. If you listen to it, this is so many (laughs) gunshots. Number one that I see a lot is a calorie-burning mindset. So this is something where that I see a lot of when people say they overeat or just in general, are constantly focusing on how many calories they're burning in each workout. They focus more on cardio and hit workouts than anything else. And it's all about that burn and that hustle, which we've kind of used before, Mikey, and like going <laughs> balls to the wall, using it again, <laughs> almost every workout to try and burn as many calories as we can. And it's all about that sweat and that feeling and that feeling absolutely gassed. Yeah, I've had this conversation twice this
2: week, actually, and what happens when you're in that space is you lose focus on what's happening right in front of you. So if you're focusing on uh, calories and and a um, an image that you want to look like, you're losing what's happening right there. You're not focusing on your squat. You're not focusing on am I engaging the muscles, etc. Yeah. So you're actually going to lose the benefits of what you're meant to be doing because your mind's elsewhere. You can completely somewhere else, and you need to sit in that squat. Literally and metaphorically and, and focus on what's happening there.
0: I think the best way, like speaking of burning calories, I think the best way to burn calories is to put something on to cook it and forget about it.
1: Mm, I it like this. And then go. it burns and then you burn calories. <laughs> Yay!
0: <laughs> or not because then you're hungry because you don't got no dinner. I hate that.
1: So, well, weights are better. Basically. So, and why, why I say that is, it's that thing, we co- we come back to this a lot, but repetition repetition is good. Weights are better for burning calories because if you add muscle, you burn more calories at rest. It also means... Although, we don't want to hyper-focus on that because, once again, we're taking the focus
2: away from that, that actual training.
1: By focusing on that training and on that movement, we recruit more muscle fiber, mm. we are moving better, and we are focused on getting stronger over time. And performing better. Mm, full stop. Full stop. And then <laughs> through that, we <clears throat> add more muscle and we burn more calories. Instead of being in that moment burning calories, we are focusing on a long-term focus of adding muscle. Focus on how you're moving.
0: Yeah. Or just focus on whatever, what works for you, you know? you got to have something to focus on. Whether it's executing, like, say in that session you've got to – you're trying to refine your squat pattern, so that's, like, your main focus. Do you know what I mean? But then sometimes people get really focused on focusing on something and they get caught up in the focus and then F- – Focusing yeah. on focusing. They're lost in the rabbit hole of no, focus. No, so true. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: So sometimes maybe – <laughs> <laughs> Less focus and then just enjoying being able to move well. That's
1: the other thing. Like when you're doing able bodied. When you're doing this calorie burning stuff that you're thinking about doing, it's all about it being really hard and for the most part Hit workouts are not fun. No. You might get a bit of the endorphins at the end so it feels good afterwards, but you if you're doing HIT correctly, it is should be very, very hard right? And that's not fun. You're absolutely gassed. And also your movement patterns often because you're racing through everything for time are worse. So all in all, you're better off moving slower.
0: I think you want to take away as well. When people get caught up in the calorie burning mindset, which we've all been guilty of at one time or another, you're more focused on punishing yourself rather than appreciating and rewarding yourself for what your body has actually achieved. So it's then again, it's, changing your perception instead of i'm punishing myself it's like holy shit look what i just did my body is freaking amazing and you're not focused on the calories burnt but what your body's just achieved yeah and then that's Mm -hmm. focusing more on your performance rather than a number which then in turn is creating a bit more of a positive cycle so
2: and it's it's going to encourage you to go with that mindset to continue to train it's going to build those habits yes Mm. Yes, and we Look like at what habits. my body can do. And also I'm grateful for what my body can do because, mm. again, you're able body generally and you can do that. So chucking a little bit of gratitude in there is really good as well. Fuck yeah.
0: A lot of people measure progress from how sweaty or tired they are. And we now know from the research that that is not an indication of a successful workout. So you don't – Soreness
1: as well that yeah, can fit into that. Yeah, and soreness.
0: And that just comes from like, you know, what – we used to think worked and now we're realizing maybe that's not the best way to do it. No. Mm.
1: Did you Um, enjoy the workout? Yeah. Yeah. That can be a thing too. That can be the number one thing. Did Mm. you like what you were doing?
0: Sometimes when people are in a rut, I'm just like, just do – what you like and mm. then once you're in a good place then we'll look at getting structured because yes you want to have you know progressive overload and you want to have structure but if you're fucking miserable you're not going to do that structure and therefore it's you're really not going to be applying progressive overload so you've got to think about it from what am i going to do and what is going to get me to do it consistently yeah so
1: yeah calorie burning mindset tick 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 we Boom. burnt that shit I want to push the gun. off! <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> do it, do it. Uh, number two I have here is yo-yoers. Mm. So these are people who are inconsistent in their habits because often they're doing something quite extreme. So uh, let's say you take a person who <laughs> is let's, – let's take the person who is, doesn't know a whole lot about fitness but they've read a whole bunch of stuff online. They're going to a gym – a box gym where they do 45 minute hit style classes. I'm not going to name <laughs> any of these classes. Oh, no, 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 we can't. Um, it's a pretty good indication. You know no. <laughs> um, and then they're given a sheet that tells them, uh, what to eat or like there might be a keto option or a paleo option. Um, so they're changing their diet completely. They do this for three to four weeks and then they find that they get great results, but it's not sustainable. As soon as that time period is over, they go off the bandwagon and they are back to either square one or often sometimes worse because it's created some form of disordered behavior.
2: Great results is
1: uh, well, very I, subjective. I, I didn't mean to say great um,
2: But also, what, what is this again? Stringing on to what we just talked about, it's still a calorie mindset, isn't it? Yeah. So there's a theme
1: kind of emerging here. Yeah, so it's too restrictive and it's not sustainable. Basically. So if you are doing that, it makes you imp- it, makes it kind of impossible for your body to get into this homeostasis if you keep going up and down and up and up. What you want to do is think more long. Mm. And question what you're being sold. So um, I don't know if you've had much experience with people who have come to you from this sort of –
0: most people i feel like everyone at some point has experienced a yo-yo diet or has gone through that yo-yoing phase especially women like every every single woman that i have ever seen has experienced yo-yoing yeah and that's kind of why they're there because they're like i've tried everything and it's not worked yeah
1: it's yeah it's interesting eh? and then after people get to that point And I've been talking to a few people this week Just in regards to kind of what we talked about last time Or what we've been talking about in the last show They go, I want to get back to that And they want it really fast So they think they have to do that again to get there And it's Mm. like, well If you're just doing this all the time, life isn't that fun because you basically shut down your everything for three to four weeks. Yeah, sure, you got there, but can you stay there? Very unlikely. Mm. Mm.
2: And once again, question what you're being sold because women are disproportionately sold weight loss and told they need to look a certain way. So that's what's happening underneath that all as well. Some bullshit.
0: I've grown up seeing my family yo-yo for like, they've been dieting for, I want to say, 30 plus years. Like, especially my nan, they've done the Weight Watchers, the low carb, everything. Every new week's a new diet, right? But they just, if people thought of it this way, right? They're like, oh, but I just want to lose this much weight. And they're so focused and they may do it for a little bit, like we just said, that cycle. But then they end up back at that weight or now they've gotten even heavier. It's like, if you think about it logically, right? And just break it down. If you spend 20 years going three weeks on, three weeks off, three weeks on, three weeks off, just to end up heavier. Wouldn't you just be better to take two years to actually maybe lose like 500 grams a month, you know, something very conservative and eventually get to your goal and then keep it? This is what people get caught up in the short term. And it's like, you're a fucking alive for 80 years. Calm the fuck down. You've got time. 100%.
1: You've got
0: time. There's no rush and it's going to change and you're going to evolve. And sometimes life takes over and you know what your body is not going to be a priority it's just going to be like doing the minimum to keep your mental health and you feeling good but aesthetically performance wise that's not your focus you know your kids your job they take precedent and then when that settles down you can revisit life is in cycles you're never always going to be pedal to the metal on everything
2: no another option is to and this is going to sound a little bit radical but to completely reject the idea of weight loss and and focus on some health-related
1: behaviours. And maybe those health- related pa- behaviours will lead to some of the results, not just physical ones, but also mental clarity, sleeping better, all that kind of thing. You know there's weight wa- results is an interesting one because there's so many ways to define it. And we always talk about weight loss because that's what everyone wants to do. But actually, Losing weight is not always healthy. Well, we know for a fact that it's not always healthy. There are so many other indicators of health that um, should be paid attention to but aren't. So, yeah. Mm. I think uh,
2: going off on a bit of a tangent, I think results is – because generally this is what people are saying, isn't it? Results actually does mean in this industry I want to have a certain percentage of body fat and or muscle mass Mm. and or shape – because that's the status quo at the moment.
1: It is. Mm. How about sleeping good?
0: Relationship with food. What's that like?
1: Yeah. Energy. How's your energy levels, motherfucker? How's oh. your cat?
0: I'm <laughs> <laughs> <How's> your pussycat?
1: <laughs> um, another thing I see a lot is, particularly people who work that, like, a nine to five, Is in terms of, like, yo-yo, is, is they'll do the old... Um, Really, really good Monday to Friday, good in parentheses again, <laughs> um, and then Saturday, Sunday. It's another example of that binge-restrict cycle we see all the time, and that is a weekly yo-yo, isn't
0: it? That old chestnut.
1: So, and because they restrict so much throughout the week, and then at the weekend's an absolute blowout. Mm, so look at look at what's emerging here. That on
2: one side we're starting to see that people create this idea of good and bad, and all or nothing Mm. type uh, dichotomy with Mm.
1: with, food food and and
2: exercise. exercise. Mm. And that therein is where the problem lies. Yes. It's bad shit. Because you start to create those rules around what you're doing, your food and, and your exercise. And it's those rules, remember, we talked about that actually get you out of flux and get you into those binge and restrict cycles as well.
1: You break those rules and you say, fuck it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's broken. It I'm going to have a yeah, thousand beers because people's <laughs> idea of what it what it is to be healthy, what it means to be healthy, what it looks like to be healthy and fit has been warped into the into these two separate categories. Either you are or you aren't, and and people feel as though if they are not fitting into that, or if they do something that they have decided does not fit into that category, then that's how the bo- the snowball starts, mm. right? So, there is nothing good
1: or bad, and we want to try and even out this little territory. This is an interesting one, just talking again, talking to people. I talk to people sometimes, not just in here outside <laughs> as well <laughs> Sydney's really bad. oh yeah, Sydney is just this like place where people care so much about being that, and it's mm-hmm. it's like that environment like back not like in New Zealand there's definitely that to some extent, but I think it's less so. Sydney's bad, and I think there are probably several other places in the world that are bad, like maybe LA or like places like that, where it's sort of more really, really focused on.
0: The Gold Coast is like that.
1: Yeah, mm. interesting, but
2: it yeah. is pervasive. It's it's everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's everywhere. You get these pockets where it's sort of maybe a little bit more pronounced.
0: Yes, but we've got social media now, so oh
1: yeah, uh, yeah, and so you can see it whenever you want. <laughs> it's <in> your eyeballs. <laughs> The third point I have here, monitoring progress. So there's no – this is like where we kind of talk about programming and how effective that can be in terms of um, seeing results. So we talked about what kind of results results are and what you could necessarily focus on, but like not actually monitoring how you're performing in the gym, actually having a record of what you're doing. So the next time you go and you can – either uh, improve or you just know where you're at before so you can make changes again, as opposed to going into the gym and doing the same thing over and over again. First thing, well done for going to the gym, but, but actually taking that next step and going, okay, so last week I did squats at this weight. Um, I'm going to try this weight or I'm going to add a rep or I didn't go quite as deep last time. This time I'm going to try go deeper or modify my squat. So it's, it's more sort of mindful training. We talk about mindful eating, but um, sort of mindful training. Do you program, Mikey, you program your workouts, hey? No. No? Uh,
2: I don't. I take a different approach, and that is at the moment, I can see where doing that would be very helpful and, and sometimes uh, it's a good thing. Uh, for me, I don't do it because, well, one, I have the benefit
1: of knowing Kind of what? Well, you've been in the in- industry really walk. long, right? So you know what to do and how to do it for the most part.
2: Yeah, but I've also had more of a shift towards just listening to my body. You can kind of
1: mindful training.
2: If, Same thing. You know, you does it feel hard? can I get the last rep out? You kind of start to feel where you're at. Obviously, I get the idea of progressive overload and the theory behind it and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But at the moment, I kind of just, I'm happily sort of fluctuating. I'll let my weights go up or down and I'll and I'll change focus.
0: I think that the, the idea is, it's kind of like when people say like they intuitively eat, it's like they've generally been in this a long time and they've tracked or self-monitored in some way or form for a long time to know what their body can handle and what their body needs mm. so again it's one of those things where it really just depends like to be fair a beginner is gonna see those newbie gains and strength gains so that they can keep pretty much regardless
1: it. of what they do hey exactly
0: but at the same time you could see you know better results if you are tracking it. And then in the long run, it allows you to be able to self-monitor and not you're not always going to track your workouts, you know, because then no. it gives you the freedom to auto-regulate. So depending on your stress levels, how much sleep you had, how do you feel that day, you know how to adjust your sets, reps, load, all the rest of it, but you won't have an idea of that if you've never kind of recorded it. Yes, So it gives you a framework to work with. Yeah. But again, it's, it's one of those things where it really depends on the individual... Their goals, what results they want to see.
1: I think programming is really important initially. And you've kind of you guys are both kind of captured that state where you're already quite aware of what you've been doing and where you're at. For me, for example, at the moment, I have two days programmed. Everything else is done intuitively. Because I want to I want my goal, well the result that I want to see is I want to get stronger on my squat, my bench and my deadlift and my chin up. Classic, right? Mm. Um, which I consider all really, really good moves to kind of focus on. And they're a great representation of being strong in pretty much every area of your body. And then I've got my hands and some other stuff. And then the other days I just kind of go and do what I want. But I think having some structure around that is really good because, I mean, we talked about strength training before, the stronger you get, um, generally the better you're moving, hopefully. If you're programming correctly and you have got a program that's actually a good one, Stuff, results should happen depending on what those results are. Mikey, thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think you can actually start off
1: with a more intuitive approach with less structure. I agree. I usually start with people, like, if I get a client in the gym, I will start. We won't program for maybe the first few weeks because I want to know how they move. Sometimes having all of that all at once and, like, writing down numbers and stuff is a lot.
2: Mm. So I'm I'm looking towards it, like... Very much a, a beginner and for me a beginner beginner needs uh, to focus on it well, doesn't need to it's up to them but a, just a great way is to become familiar with exercise, become familiar with movement and then as they progress, adding some additional structure
1: can be a great way to help manipulate that if you're wondering if you're it's a it's a good example if you're kind of stalling as well like if you don't know, if you're not going up in strength or like something that your like performance is like pretty much, you feel like you're stagnating and you want to try something new. a Program is a great way to kind of mix things up, mm. just provided that it's actually um, written by someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Mm. Not six that, pack abs. please. That's, yeah, that's yeah. really important. Know where your program's coming from. Just because someone looks good on Instagram doesn't actually know, mean that they know what the hell they're talking about. In fact, it, it is no indication of them knowing what they talk, they're talking about.
0: Yeah. And like Mikey says, Question everything. If you get a program, (laughs) I I encourage my clients to ask questions about their program because if they know why they're doing it, they're more likely to do it. And also it gives me credibility and it keeps me on my toes because I have to know my shit. So if you ask a question and you know what, it's totally fine for a trainer to say, look, I actually don't Don't know, know. but let me get back to you Mm. okay?" because we can't know everything. But the the difference is, don't pretend like you know the answer oh, and I talk hate shit, that shit. Because now you are miseducating people. And the first rule of a PT is do no harm. And when you do that, you are doing harm. So just ask questions. You know, if someone can't answer it, or you're not really,
1: not <laughs> they sound really, a bit like uh, yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, kind of
0: kind of look into it a little bit more. Don't just always take face value.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's a really great point too, because what you'll actually find is if you ask questions, you know how there's those PTs out there that are like, just do it. Mm. You know, that's a little bit of a red flag. <laughs> Don't ask questions. Just do it. Yeah. So red, huge
1: red yeah. flag. Yeah. So Why am another, I doing this?
2: That's another great way Shh. to kind of help <laughs> filter out. And you, and, and if you get that, You'll probably know.
1: Fire your fucking <laughs> trainer if they <laughs> do that. I'm serious. Fire That's...
0: anyone in your life, friend, partner. <laughs> if they say any of that shit, it's a red flag all round.
1: <laughs> Big old red flag. And uh, on that question, 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 question. We have one, two, three, four, five, six questions today. As on our Instagram page you can find us at well basically podcast on Instagram website coming soon. Question number 1. This comes from Adam Day Luxon. What is your most disliked and liked fitness trend of the last 5 years? Who wants to go first on this one? You go. Both of my answers. Yeah. CrossFit.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. You okay. dislike or like? Both. Okay, yes. So and tell me
1: more. I hate CrossFit. Because it is one of those workouts that is all about the grind and um, working fucking hard and doing complicated movements that should not be done when you're tired, Mm. like ollie lifts, right? In an AMRAP. That's the craziest, dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. But (laughs) it is. It's really dumb. Who does a snatch? Do you know how hard a snatch is? Yep. (laughs) Like... In the middle of an AMRAP after doing heaps of burpees and butterfly chin-ups. They took the butterfly, the kipping chin-ups are gone now, eh? They took them out. You know why? Because they realized, dumb. oh, dumb.
0: I was so good at those. Where's the gun, <laughs> Joe? You're triggered. Yeah,
1: yeah, I need guns.
2: Um, so That's your quota for today.
1: Yeah, I'm done, sorry. Um, but here's the upside. Gymnastics. Gymnastics, to me, is one of the best things you can do for your body because it teaches you to be mobile and it teaches you to be strong in your body weight. So all that stuff on the rings is so good for shoulder health. And even though it's a really high barrier to entry, if you have a good – I've seen – it. there are some really good CrossFit coaches out there who do coach this gymnastics side of things. And the fact that people – I feel like it kind of brought gymnastics into the limelight again, which I was like, that's really good. So those are – I thought it'd be cool to say that CrossFit's really shit, but it's also brought in this great thing that I see a lot more people doing now because of it. Yeah.
0: What I like about CrossFit is the camaraderie side of it. I feel like it brought that more so into the focus of working out, like everyone supporting one another, Mm. being there, working out as a community. Eating
1: no potatoes.
0: No, not that part. Just the the, the supporting each other part. Um, But that's kind of like what I – have liked that CrossFit kind of brought back the focus of, which mm. I think is really important. I dislike. Fuck. Alkaline diets, I fucking hate them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Talked
0: about it last week. Don't get me started. That's it. That's all I'm going to say.
1: Mikey, liked and disliked.
2: <sighs> the entire fitness industry. <laughs> is that a dislike <laughs> or a like? <laughs> a dislike. Yeah. Uh, a b- very broad sweeping statement. Yeah. Um, group fitness, dislike. Um, we knew that all, and you know why? Yeah. Because everything, and again, general statement, but it's because this this uh, diet focus and calorie focus and image focus has permeated the majority of the industry. Not even just for the last five years; for the last, god knows how long. I'm fucking over it. <laughs> <I'm> fucking done. <laughs> Shitty programming in group fitness classes that make no sense. Over it. What have I enjoyed? <laughs> ranting about it he stares off into
1: the, <laughs> into the ceiling and he says it
2: oh yeah there's at least one good thing well in terms of fads yeah i don't like any type of fad because it's a fad, and it's, a reason a why it's, a fad. it's a trend it's a, a trend? Were trend there is some trend towards more skills based things like you were talking about the gymnastics focus that's yeah. been really great yeah and i think slowly the tides are
1: starting to turn more people are talking about the stuff that we talk about in here which is good more sort of body positive stuff as well that's like in the last that is definitely in the last what's not even five years it's probably in the last one to two years Mm -hmm. people are trying to starting to be that so Mm
2: -hmm. the biggest the biggest fad that I dislike and this is (laughs) (laughs) this is going to create an entire new episode of debate uh, but my current one is counting calories
1: yeah
2: (laughs) do my shots (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: thank you okay
1: Right. Second question comes from Gina Tollboys. Does it actually matter if you eat right before bed in terms of digestion? This one is good because I've had a lot of people have issues. I myself have had issues with this in the past, but it's only been, funnily enough, when I've been doing keto. When I had, used to have a really big fatty meal before bed, yes, I've done keto. Um, don't look at me like that, Mikey. Um, I, what was I having? I used to have like the same dinner and it was like a, uh, like a konjac noodle bolognese, but that's like the konjac noodles have heaps of fiber and then it was super fatty. And I think this is an individual one. But if you're eating something you don't find super digestible and then you lie down for ages, you can wake up with some, I used to wake up with really bad sort of acid reflux and stuff in the morning. So that's kind of an indication that I wasn't doing a great job of digesting that food overnight. But it really depends what you're eating. In terms of digestion, that's what I say. Yes, Mm. it's individual.
0: Yeah, it is individual. I mean, I (laughs) I can eat whatever and then lay my head on. I can have a coffee. I can have a monster and I can have a bowl of food. Whatever that may be. <laughs> Food. Whatever that may be. I mean, I'm not fussy. I can eat most things and tolerate it pretty well. Yeah. Um, and sleep fine. Yeah. Um, and wake up fine. My sleep cycle's fine. But for some people, I know, yeah, they, they need to eat at least a couple of hours and allow themselves to digest a little bit before they. Also, it sometimes just feels uncomfortable if you like if you eat a lot of food volume or your food is high in fiber. It can give you that full like bloated feeling, yeah, and that can be quite uncomfortable to try and sleep with. So again, you just got to like kind of figure out what works for you. Like Sam said, it is very individual.
2: Yeah, that one possibly a little bit over my head because there could be some medical things that I I don't know about. I'm not Mm. qualified to talk about, but I did wonder um, was maybe. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but was the reason because you found yourself eating before bed. I remember when I told you I was having trouble, I was waking up and I was eating. Yeah. And some of that was because I just wasn't eating enough during the day Mm. and I was actually hungry. So maybe if you do find yourself eating that late, you know, maybe you're hungry.
1: Could be that. Next question comes from Frankie Bradburn whose wonderful voice you hear at the start of every episode. <laughs> um, how do you set fitness goals when coming from a non-fitness background? I.e. should I aim to add two kgs to my lifts a week or is everybody different? I've kind of talked about this. Everybody's bit. different. Yeah, Layla.
0: Yeah. I feel like you just need to, whatever is going to get you motivated and sometimes, sometimes that's We've all started in that place where sometimes they were not necessarily the best things, but it got us started. So sometimes it's really hard to, you know, there are better ways and that's what we're trying to do here is educate you on better ways to start, Um, but it has to mean something to you. Like I can tell you what way to set a goal, but if you don't fucking feel it in your body and you're not excited, like it's not going to do anything. So, you know, if you want to add two kilos to your squat, do that. If you wanna do your first chin up, do that.
1: Chin up's a good one. I yeah. love setting that one for people.
0: Especially females. It feels really badass to do your first chin up, let yeah. me say. So yeah, I feel like it's gotta it's just gotta be important to you. Once
1: again, that's a performance focused goal. So mm. that's I think like that's a great place to start by setting yourself a, a, a physical movement achievement that's really long winded, but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> mm. Physical movement achievement. <laughs> I'm trademarking that. No one take
2: it. All right. <laughs> I'll go uh, back a notch even further and just say focus on your habits. Small habits, being active. So habits are a great great way to focus on on that as a as a beginner. Consistency.
1: Question number four comes from Jessica Ann, Oh one seven nine. Biggest gem. Pet peeves. She's referring to behaviours on the gym floor that we hate. Oh, not putting your fucking weights away. <laughs> that's what she said. Uh. Yeah, she said to exclude that. Do you have any others? Oh fuck, I wasn't listening, was I at all? <laughs> no, Jesus. no, no. I didn't add that. No, 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 I, no, I just re- yeah. Re-
0: re- in the comments, body odor.
1: Body odor. Fuck,
0: that's offensive. Yeah. Honestly, it's like it's almost like deodorant is like common sense.
1: You know, I've gone up to people on the gym floor and told them that. Uh, we've got deodorant right there.
0: Mm. Look, I mean, I may have, I may throw some subtle hints out.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: Poor. <laughs> yeah.
1: When you were the client?
0: What the fuck's that smell? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. oh, yeah. It's
0: really loud. Yeah. Um. But I, f- oh yeah, I just feel like it's, deodorant's like common sense. The people who need it most just don't use it. So please don't smell. <laughs> Wash your pities. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And your other bits, too, when you're in the shower.
2: Wash all of it.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, Right now, not staying the designated social distancing meters away from me. (laughs) Sweet fuck. Just follow the rules.
1: Yeah.
0: What about yours, Sam? What's yours?
1: Doop. Doop. I'm not a fan of people who scream really loud because I want to come and show them how to breathe properly when they're lifting. (laughs) Not oh. everyone cares And you don't need to shout To show people That you're lifting weights With bad technique And you, they're so heavy That you need to yell Yeah. So that's one that I – it's, like, so distracting when you hear that in the gym. like, what the hell is going on? I think someone's having a medical emergency. Another thing that used to really irk me was when I was a gym instructor at Lees Mills. When people would run but, like, not, like, active. Like, when – like, I would always assume because it was my job that there was a medical emergency happening. If (laughs) someone was running, I was like, oh, my God, what's happened? (laughs) Nothing would usually happen. Although we did have a few really bad things happen, but – yeah let's
0: keep it
1: positive let's keep it positive um yeah so those are our peeves um question number five jen aviv i like the way her name is Hmm. portion control what do you like and dislike about it or slash whatever i don't like anything about it
2: (laughs) please mr jeopardy can you elaborate on portion control Mr. Jeopardy.
1: <laughs> I think that's just like setting yourself uh, limits on your intake via, um eyeballing food, I would imagine.
2: Uh, I am in favour of getting an idea of portion sizes, mm. but not any strictness around that. I think awareness creates structure, but that strictness... Uh, Starts to create those rules that we've talked about Mm. that are going to influence that relationship.
1: So all this stuff has such a fine line between being a healthy habit and then kind of going over into this other sort of area.
0: Well, I feel like that's where we struggle. Most as humans, we're really good at black and white, all or nothing. But when it comes to trying to find that happy medium, it's really hard for us. Mm. You know, it's like... That's why religion does so well. It's, <laughs> it's just extreme and it keeps you locked down on these very strict rules. So, hey, I
1: like that. I comparison. feel like,
0: you know, and you know, people get like that with their diets. It becomes a religion. I'm a keto. Must convert. I,
1: I am a keto.
0: <laughs> Must convert.
1: I am a giant fat globule. <laughs>
0: yes. Have you heard about our Lord and Savior, the ketosis?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had experience, but I've like I've jumped around. Like I'm this classic example of the person who's done all the stupid shit before. I remember I used to do I did that challenge um, once where it's like this much meat, this much fat, this like well, you guys can't see, but I used to do a fist size of Protein Thumb size serving of fat And two handfuls of vegetables And I do that four times a day um, I don't do that shit anymore Nor do I recommend anyone to do that shit anymore But that's like a form of portion control I mean it's the same thing What we're trying to encourage people to do is be more mindful And I mean portion control oh, I, I really And I've heard of people like having one bowl That they use to eat out of Because they feel like that bowl's a good amount of food for them So when they cook something they use that one bowl One <coughs> bowl only because that's kind of the,
0: yeah. the thing there is some research saying that obviously, if we have a bigger plate, we're more likely to fill it. Yeah. As in, if you have a bit of a smaller plate, you're more likely to just only like you feel that, but it's already that's a form of portion control. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Just go back and fill it up again. That's what I used to do.
0: Um, I'm talking about all you can eat buffets right (laughs) now. Because no no one knows what number plate you're on. No judgment.
1: Um, I think the key to uh, overcoming sort of portion control is learning about hunger again, which is the process that I'm going through. So actually trying to be mindful of when you're full. Eating slower, drinking water, and appreciating your food. Mm. Because
2: portions are great, but sometimes you might actually be more hungry, sometimes you might be less. Yeah,
1: exactly. Vanderbar. Last question comes from Alistair Dunlop. One. He's asked a question before and it's was also good. This one's really good too. Um hard fat versus soft fat. Do you need to eat and train differently to lose li- lose these? Uh
0: no, because as you lose body fat so Hard fat is usually visceral right. fat, which yeah. is the deeper fat, um, and there's usually some that surrounds um, our organs. Generally, that will be higher in um, overweight and obese populations, and that is why it's so dangerous, because that visceral fat is actually what is quite toxic.
1: Yeah, so it's around if the stuff we like to use for normal things, bodily function.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. As in the other... The other, the soft fat is usually like what they call adipose tissue mm. and that's the stuff that most of us will lose. So unless you're, you're overweight or considered obese, you really don't have to worry so much about visceral fat, mm. um, but the process of losing fat would be the same.
2: Let's be careful around that one um, more as a talking point because there are some people that outwardly look quite thin, but they have quite a lot of...
1: Oh yeah, they yeah. can. Have, you can still be thin and have visceral fat. That is true. That's a that skinny, skinny fat thing that mm. you see everywhere yeah. Usually,
0: rich. again, this is talking about the general person. Usually, I feel like uh, from what I've read, there is a medical reason behind that. Mm. Usually, something going on with hormones or whatever. So oh, okay. this is generally. Uh, this is talking again. We're not doctors. This is just yeah. general advice. But obviously, um, imagine
1: if we were doctors. That'd yeah. Be sick. <laughs>
0: Call me <laughs> Doctor Layla. <laughs> Um, so again, just yes. This is just the like a very basic answer for healthy general population. Yeah. But again, seek your doctor's advice for things like this.
1: Yeah. Fat loss, though. Um, do you need to do anything different?
0: For general fat. No. No. Fat loss is always. What do we need? Same.
1: Calorie deficit. Calorie deficit. That was question time thank you so much for listening to Well Basically with Mikey, Sam and Layla we all have grams we're all trainers we're all experienced we all know what we're talking about most of the time if you'd like to reach out to us you can find Layla at Well Basically Layla you can find Mikey at Well Basically Mikey and you can find Sam at Well Basically Sam the podcast Instagram is at Well Basically Podcast um, we have a website soon it's like a week away I think um, still getting that uh, done but um, yeah reach out don't forget, if you have more questions, we love questions and we love answering them, go to the Instagram page. Well, basically, that's it.